Welcome to Hold My Shovel Podcast. I am your host, Christy. I want you to stop digging through life's BS and start talking about it. So join me here right now as we dive headfirst into someone else's pile. Welcome, friends, to the very first episode of Hold My Shovel Podcast. I am your host, Christy, and I am so thrilled to embark on this podcasting journey here with you today. And it's not just today that I'm starting this podcast. This was just a seed of an idea just a few short months ago, and now it's hitting your ears, and that is crazy. It's like I've done a thing. I did a thing. And if you're hearing this and listening to this, thank you. And now, I'm a podcaster. But what this really is, is I am beginning an exploration, an excavation to the depths of our authenticity and the truth within ourselves. Let that sink in for a minute. You know, life often feels like we're handed shovels right from the moment that we're born. We're taught to dig, dig for success, dig for approval, dig for happiness. But what if instead of constantly digging through life's BS and the crap that the universe drops by our feet daily, What if we stop the relentless pursuit of what society or family or the people around us expect us to do? And what if we just started embracing our true selves instead? And you know, I've been there tirelessly excavating through the layers of everybody else's expectations and trying to fit into molds that were not made for me. And I didn't fit and I still don't fit. And it's so exhausting, isn't it? And I just found that I needed to break out and make my own mold or completely be unmolded. We find ourselves buried under the weight of what other people's opinions. And it's really doubting our own authenticity. It's putting yourself away and not living to your best true self. But here's the beautiful truth. Each one of us possesses an incredible, unique story waiting to be unearthed. It's the moments when we're so vulnerable and raw and unfiltered and organic that our most profound connections within ourselves and with others can be forged. And that is the beauty in which I have found through the conversations of beautiful people is that we, although so much different, are so much more alike. We are all stitched together through the BS. It was made to land on our feet for fertilizer to let us grow. So here at Hold My Shovel Podcast, consider me your fellow traveler and someone willing to journey alongside of you, holding your shovel so that you can pause and reflect. So let's together embrace these conversations about authenticity and vulnerability and the courage it takes to live life on our own terms and just be you. And this podcast isn't just about me sharing my own insights. It's about engaging into a safe space where we can uncover the real unfiltered versions of ourselves. Because everyone has a story. Everyone's got a tale. Everybody's had an adventure. We all have funny stories. We have crazy stories. We have epic tales. They're all stitched together to what makes you you. And I find that completely fascinating. And I want your story to be launched here because there's some truth and relatability. When someone hears your story, to feel connected to someone else. And at the end of the day, to me, that's the most beautiful human experience that we can have is to feel connected 
to others. So I am so excited to deep dive headfirst into these meaningful conversations, or what I call on the podcast, piles, with incredible guests, and each one of them sharing their unique perspectives and experiences. And it lets us challenge the status quo and to break through the surface and unearth the genuine, authentic selves we were all originally meant to be. So on this very first episode, I wanted to do something just a little different. So before we set sail on this incredible journey together, I wanted to offer you just a glimpse into the inspiring conversations I've been fortunate to have so far. These brief excerpts are just teasers, just a bite, just a little appetizer, a taste of the genuine heartfelt dialogues that await us in the upcoming future full episodes. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's crazy. Like looking in front of me. Mm-hmm. So one of the businesses I started is a thrift resale business. I Fun. love thrift. It took me a long time to admit to that because I also like had this shame around. No shame. I started, right. But you know, it's weird how we carry things that are from our past. So like yeah. had this shame around the necessity of thrift which then became this absolute love of thrifting and treasure hunting. And like, I don't buy any of my clothes new anymore because that's great. Yeah. It's so much fun to go to Goodwill and like this shirt I have on is a free people. So that's like a really fancy brand, expensive brand. And I paid $4 for it. Yeah. And it was probably maybe once, maybe once. Right. Yeah. I know it looks brand new. It's good. By the colors or the texture or the fabric i have like a sense of like okay this is something valuable um and then i also have the stuff that i just get because i love it i have kind of eclectic taste but there's something Um, really therapeutic about looking through bins and racks because it's alone time it's your you time it's quiet time you're in a zen state where you're hyper focused on you know you're like i am going to find the good stuff so you're manifesting like yeah i am going to find this good stuff and it and it finds you And it's one of those creative pockets where just that's where you can be you for a little while and unwind and look for the good stuff. It's great. You hit the nail on the head. (laughs) It is my therapy and it's a lot cheaper than other versions of retail therapy. Although I can spend three or four hours and, you know, walk out of there with $150 worth of stuff. But oh, it's good stuff. It's very therapeutic for me Mm -hmm. um, because I'm my brain is all over the place. Now everyone knows I hate them. Um, so, whoops, whoops, yikes! No, nope, I said they need to know. So, sorry, Karens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, so she texts me. At, she's like, "This is this is awful. I wish you were here. I can't believe you left me." So then we're walking yesterday or the other day, and. She's telling me all the the lowdown of what happened. And she's like, oh, my God. So, you know that, you know when you you know people are talking about you? You yes. just know. She's like, sure do. I didn't, I, I, I didn't just know. Like, I actually walked up to these two people, and I won't name them. I won't actually name them. Um, she's like, so my daughter and I walk up, and no joke, these two women legit stopped talking. The second we walked up, like, <laughs> hmm. they legit stopped talking. And it was, 
it was like, oh, they're just Hi. not, yeah, they're just not trained to keep up with it subtly without being obvious. Yeah. So they stink. Hi. Good morning. And she's like, really? Really? Like, you, you, you might as well have just kept going. Like, I already know you were talking, talking about me. So <laughs> why not just put well, Why not there? just be like, yeah, you know, she's wearing that purple. Oops. <laughs> there yeah, she is. She sucks. There she, she is. Call it out. I love it. Just, yeah, I would have. Yeah. And you know, hindsight, maybe she probably would have went back and just been like, what was that? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you don't like my jeans? I'm fat? What? Yeah. yeah. so long yeah, and I think you just hit a really good point and I think I'll solidify the point is that when you actually sit with yourself and not your inner bitch that keeps bringing you down that's where the real conversations with yourself really happen yeah and you totally. can shut that person up that's yeah. no purpose right and that choice mm -hmm. that is the most important part of my journey that is more important than the weight loss. That is more important than anything Absolutely. is that I chose. So I do want to go back a little bit, if that's okay, to oh, your absolutely. point of the inner yeah. bitch. And I love that. And I love <laughs> that we can talk about it that way, but I want to be careful because I'm, you know, I've been accused of being poly positive, but I feel like, and that little guy or that little voice in your head, mm -hmm. that inner bitch, yeah. like I try to think my, this actually comes from a mentor of mine. She's like, Think of someone who you love dearly, but you want to tell them to shut the fuck up all the time. <laughs> and like, think of, and then name your, name your ego. That's your ego. Okay. Yeah. 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 Name I've heard ego. of that. Yeah. Name your ego. And then, then yeah. when that voice comes up, you can say, oh, Rose, there you are. Thank you so Hi, much for yeah. your input. We mm -hmm. are safe. I want to remind you that I love we are that. safe. Yeah. And, and I got this. Right. You can go back. We'll talk next week. Yeah. And like. And oh, like perfect, send her back to her room. And the thing is, is that yeah, send her back to her room. I love yeah. that. And she, she's there for a reason. She's there. She's to there for your you. safety. Exactly. It is actually scientific that when when we're approaching something that we haven't done before, mm -hmm. or something that feels like a new experience, our brain goes into this fight or flight mode of yeah. going through the catalogs of all the things that have happened before. Well, this could happen, this happened before, and I don't want this to happen and this and this and mm -hmm. this and all of, you know, when we start to, what if these negative scenarios and that's, everybody does that. Yes. It's not just you and everybody does it a lot, but instead of holding on to those worst case scenarios, let's but get I'm, curious. Yeah. Let's tell Rose we're safe. Yeah. I have a severely autistic, semi-verbal 12-year-old. And right now, his, his very, I mean, how, how, do you mind if I say things on this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Great. His favorite yeah. thing in the entire world to say right now, he's 12, <laughs> is penis all the time. He just I yells <laughs> penis at the top of his lungs all the time. But my nine-year-old Benjamin cannot stand it. And so Joshua walks through Walmart going, but what he does is he doesn't just yell penis. He thinks it's a joke. Okay. So because he's okay. very semi-verbal. So he only like, okay. will say two and three word sentences. So he pairs penis with every other word in his vocabulary. And by the way, this is I also through so all of church. So like my husband oh, and I sang nice. in the choir yeah. yesterday at church mm -hmm. and like 
he, there was Joshua <laughs> sitting in the bench just yelling penis com- combined with every other word in his vocabulary because he thinks it's a joke. Oh, so he's God. like, penis popsicle, penis Katie, penis mountain, <laughs> penis monster, penis dad, uh, penis... And he just yells it, and, he he, it. and then he laughs yes. hysterically. And then, oh, and then to top it off, Benjamin can't stand it, so he so jumps on him and attacks him. him. Just, I mean, punching him, brawling him, and they're, they're well. I was gonna say they're the Is same that, size. Like, penis no. stop. Penis stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and and my nine year old's actually bigger than than my twelve year old. Oh, okay. Um, like they're they're probably about the same height, but my nine year old's just chunkier, just way heavier right. set than my Good diabetic twelve year old. Like he's kind of skinnier, and and my nine year old's just kind of heftier. So he just he just I mean he just attacks him. So this is what it looks like when we go to Walmart. Yeah. For sure. And and I, I don't know if you're musically inclined or not. You're a little bit younger than I am. But, you know, back in my day, one of the great bands that I love, love, love was Aerosmith with Steven Absolutely, Tyler. Yes. And he has a song. And one of his lyrics in this song is, you know, life's a journey, not the destination. Because here's the truth. What is the destination for all of us? What is that? If you actually get to your destination on this earth, that is you're walking through the door to no longer be on this earth. I was That's your say destination that. for your all destination of us. Destination is death, absolutely. For all of, all of us. us, correct. Your destination is transitioning out of Earth and back off to universe. And bye bye. See you later. <laughs> so, what's the big freaking hurry? Like, Stop why don't you enjoy the what roses. you got while you're here? Yes. Like, take yeah. your moments. Enjoy it. This is the ride, peeps. This is it. Like, and I what think you just, want yeah, and, and what you decide. Fast paced society right now. And I feel yes. like it's so important to disconnect from like what the world thinks is social norm right now and just unplug, yes. do nothing, enjoy yourself, enjoy your own company at most because you are the one that you have to spend the rest of your life with. So you should like yourself, learn how to love yourself and learn how to carry yourself in a, in a way and matter that there's no shits giving at the end of the day. Like, you don't, whatever, you know, stay in your own lane. You know, and that's where you're going to There's yes. another one. Stay in your own lane. Your own lane. Like just no one else. Like, yes, others matter. That's not what I mean. And it's not, I don't say you're the only one that matters in a vain, conceited sense. But you should matter first before anything else. And um, I think so. That there's so right many phrases. We could use yeah. Like, yes. Yes. I mean. So, you know, the 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 best analogy that comes to my mind is the one that you always hear when you get on the plane and they go mm-hmm. through their little safety speech. I was in my apartment just screaming into my pillows because you're just, it was, it was insane. You know, I still had a business to run and I still had a daughter to, to care about. And, you know, um, my family was not helpful my best friend was dealing with um her nephew had esophageal cancer and he was in the military and Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that's how it happened he was in gas you know just right anyway so she she basically said you know i hope you have a support system because i'm i'm sorry but i can't be available for you right now and 
I was like, oh my God, you know, I don't have a ton of friends. I'm not the type of person that can just, you know, just has a big group. I can't manage that. But, um, so that was hard. My parents, uh, have zero emotional intelligence. And, oh, so um, you're completely alone and alone. I was. Yeah. I really was not to be dramatic, but, um, but maybe yeah. in that time too, you found who you really were because you had to. You have to. Yeah. You really dig it up, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, it's true. I think, I think sitting with yourself with big emotions and big life changes is exactly what we need. That, that quiet solace moment with ourselves to just kind of filter through the crap that we are digging through, going through, have gone through, and not let's not forget the piles to come. You know, how are we going to navigate those? Because it always pops up. But yeah, right. It, it stinks being alone. I've been there, and I've I I don't know about you, having going through it now, but maybe alone's not so terrible anymore. I guess you get used to it. Yeah, it's kind of how I've been my whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, so at least I had the. The fundamental base in there to like, oh, this is not that different than right. what I'm used to. And I was like, this will be fine. There'll be like 20 people there. It'll be no big deal. It was a packed house. It was 200 people were there. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, God bless and, you. That's crazy. And, and because I had my perfectionist thing back then, especially it was five years ago. I didn't plan anything until two days before and I had no jokes. I had nothing and I was panicking. And so I, I remember I took off work for my nine to five job. I took the day off. And in one day, I just wrote this set five minutes. I just didn't know if it was going to work. I have no idea, but I just the best I could. And I wrote like five or six jokes, took me the whole day. I, I like, um, you know, I procrastinated so much. It was like a last minute binge. Mm -hmm. Like when, you're in college and you wait till like midnight yeah. before the essays do. That's how I was. So I do that right now. And here I am writing it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I have no idea. This can all bomb. Like I really had no clue because I never tried the jokes out before ever. Right. So it was really like jumping off a cliff. And I remember just saying to myself, sure. you're going to do this. And when you're up there on stage, you're going to love yourself the entire time. If you love yourself while you're on. I know it sounds cheesy, but I was no. so terrified. Yeah. That I was like, listen, if nobody laughs at your jokes, it's okay. But I the think fact, I'm funny. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you got up there and are taking this chance. Yeah, that's so ballsy. That's crazy. It, it, it'll be a win. And I fully was prepared for people not to laugh. But I was like, just if you go up there and love yourself, like what courage and you've done it. So that was like my, my measure of success was going up there and not abandoning myself. And I was like, mm, baby, these are not the only two options. No, exactly. You're, I, I feel like we are so limited to yeah. what we think that we can do, but we can do anything we put our mind to. Anything. Yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and the thing is, most people haven't even thought about that. Like, when they commonly present these ideas to me, and I'm like, these aren't your two options. These are not your two options. These are fallbacks. These are you looking to like what you've done for work in the past as a body of evidence or even like people that come to me and they're like looking locally for a job. And I was like, you know, there's a whole world of online jobs. Yeah. Right. Like and they just don't they just you get into this like I'm basing it on what I've done before. I've done these jobs. I've done these things. These are my skills. 
And like, if you were to just extract, I, I like to extract two things, like the thread between all the work that you've done. Yeah. Because even if you've done similar things or totally different things, there's a thread of things that are important for you between all of these things, right? There's like, well, I really like this environment because I wasn't always at the desk and I was doing a lot of in-person face-to-face things or it really allowed me to be a, a, a maker in this, whatever it happens to be. Like there's this thread of things through all of those. There's a commonality that's tying you to something bigger that you don't even know. Yes. And all of those skills are transferable to, to like something bigger. all sorts all sort of like customer service, sales. It's, it's not just you can do one thing. You're like, mm. oh, like, you know how many people need customer service people? Like, or Everyone. some level of customer service. Yeah. Right. There like is that. no lack of any jobs right now anywhere. Yeah. Um, but you I can. think that if you can creatively tap into who you were meant to be, the world is mm-hmm. limitless. And I found this radical living yoga community and stayed with them as a volunteer and lived in a tent in this community that had silent retreats and I'm medicine sorry. ceremonies. I'm going to stop and... you right there. That sounds amazing to anybody that's just supposed to like leave the <laughs> normal life and go find a tribe somewhere that's all peace and woo-woo and yes, yeah, sign me up. You're living the life right then and there. I was. Um, I was living the life. I was learning, uh, peeling back layers. I was learning mm-hmm. a lot of lessons. Uh, yeah. Just kind of waking up a little bit and kind of now starting to, I wouldn't say the party girl was completely unraveled, but I right. was starting to kind of come deeper in into myself a little bit and maybe you found the party girl in you was kind of connecting with the travel adventurous side of yourself and that kind of filled in the same void without the party favors (laughs) yes 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 and I'm a keep it real kind of person I'm not gonna say I didn't I didn't go sober like I didn't say like I mean they were we did there was party favors medicines (laughs) Yeah, they were just like the different kind. Right. <laughs> Addiction is not about the action or I, I, habits, you know, habits, mm-hmm. things that we turn to. It's not about the action. It's not about the doing, but it's about kind of like what's behind it. So, yeah. yes, there was still a very insecure girl. There was still mm-hmm. a very lonely girl. There was still the girl that's always trying to get the guy to love her that is wanting love. And Mm -hmm. I did attract somebody while I was in the jungle that for that person, it was more just like kind of a fling. Yeah. You know, Chrissy, I got to tell you, I love your insights because as I said, I've been interviewed a lot and you're pulling in things that people haven't really pulled in before. And I think they're really powerful. Like I was just thinking about how the old me before I'd gone through the Mm -hmm. self-development as I was, you know, reading about, you know, how young women are, how so many times we hold our tongue and we choose to run and, you know, we we're trying to people please. And, you know, I would not at age 24, 25, I would not have elbowed my way to the front of of right. the hike so that I could talk to this man. I mean, I say it jokingly. Of course, I was polite, but 
you know, exactly. I didn't have the confidence. There to, wasn't that calling or you would have, I, missed, you would have been in tune to everything else and not mm-hmm. that one little node that was just like, hello. Yep. And wouldn't have even hello. noticed yeah, it, exactly. you know? Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of the first step, more public step of, of, of somewhat unconventional life mm-hmm. that I have had going forward because I have chosen to live a hundred percent authentically. And, you know, it's so interesting. You would think with the 24 year age difference, he was obviously super fit and super healthy and everything, but you know, not one person was ever like, um, excuse me, but like, he's way too old for you or people saying to him, "Um, what are you doing with her? Like she's too young for you. But I think like, we just, we were so, we owned it. Like, and we were you so were, confident. Yeah. You were connected in the stars and it didn't matter that he had a few more birthdays. But I call myself like a multi-passionate um, human being because that's what I am, you know? And that's, that's to any multi-passionate person out there that is listening to this. So hopefully a lot of people will be listening to this uh, podcast. All I have to say to you is that don't worry about it. It's okay to be multi-passionate, to dive deep into different things and not know. That's the journey. And that's the the beauty of the time spent here on earth is to, to be learn. authentically you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and learn all the things that you don't like. Push those aside. Never do right. them again. And continue right. growing doing other things that you might potentially like. There's so much to discover, see, learn, create, experience. Why limit yourself? Because at the end of our days, we might regret. And I don't want to have any. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's certain things like, you know, that definitely like don't pique my interest, like skydiving. You know what I mean? Right. Would I probably do it? Probably. I probably would. I probably would, but it's not on my list. It's not on my definitive, like, got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Am I go chasing down to go and try and skydive? No, no. I don't zero interest in that. But if it was presented to me and like, oh, let's go, you know, okay. And if it felt right, you know. Do you think that uh, you're a spontaneous person, impulsive? Well, when I was younger, a hundred percent. Okay. I, what happens is I I go through cycles. Like I am an extroverted introvert, or vice versa, introverted mm-hmm. extrovert, whichever one you want to take it, because it depends on the season. Yes. So for me, it's like I go through times where I just. After I had her, um, there was one day that I had gone to the local little grocery store down the road and mm-hmm. left Lily at home with my mom. Um, and as I was leaving the grocery store, all of a sudden I heard a, a loud like a thud. It sounded like I'd hit somebody. Right. But what really happened is um, her dad came and he jumped on my car. Oh, Jesus. Like a spider monkey. He was jumping in the car and pounding on the window, screaming at me to get out, screaming at me to get out. And it was the middle of the day. I didn't know what to do. People right. are watching. It's been mm-hmm. all happening. Um, and so I, I, and I didn't want to get in trouble of, you know, by hurting him, by like taking off and having a fall off the car or something. I was terrified right. of anything happening. I didn't want to get in trouble, but I also didn't want to get hurt. I was young. I didn't understand how any of it worked. 
Um, and eventually he kind of got off the car to try to open the door. And that's when I sped off. Um, and he then started, got in his car and started chasing me. Um, he saw me get on the freeway. So he got on the freeway. He started chasing me, trying to, um, run me off of the freeway. There was multiple times where I had to like slam on the brakes and, and pull over. Mm -hmm. Um, and he chased me for about a half an hour. Oh, wow. Um, but during this, this time, um, people had already called the police. Good. To notify. Literally spent a weekend putting all of my wedding and honeymoon pictures into an album. And then I carried around the house like a little kid does their teddy bear. It oh, just felt so good to hold it in my arms and to show it to people and to write down how I felt. And um, I lost my my grandfather was the only grandparent at our wedding. Oh. Um, and and so having him on those pages and such Seeing a treasure. Smile, oh, yes. That's... It was so cool that he got to be part of the start of our new family. He was yeah. there. He's still there. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My grandparents are definitely, and he's a gardener too. Uh, anyway, um, and so long story short, I eventually found more and more joy in protecting family memories by either helping people organize them and and put them into albums or doing it for them. And I I actually learned through direct sales how to do this. And so I'd represented a few different brands through the years, you know, and people would say things like, hey. There's right. a lot of people out there who almost don't want to go in, you know, to look at the alternative or to even hear the information because they just have so much, you know, I don't, I don't want to say authority, but they have just put so much stock into conventional medicine. Right. And again, emergency crisis, immediate, mm -hmm. absolutely bar none. You know, our obstetrics in the United States, absolutely wonderful. But when you're talking uh, some sort of ailment uh, and, you know, a good litmus test would be, if your doctor really doesn't want to try and get to the root of the problem exactly. or, they're not, or they're not asking you about what your diet may look like mm -hmm. and they just want to prescribe another medicine for it's you. It's just a Band-Aid. They're not looking at the boo-boo. Exactly. And that's, and that's yeah. a red flag. That's it a is. Flag. That's huge. And, uh, and especially because I've learned so much about the actual healing parts of food. Mm -hmm. And if you are putting in the right food into what your body needs, the bioavailability, the vitamins, whatever that is. Yeah. You would be surprised at, I'm not saying that it heals all, but I think a lot of us, and at least I was, uh, we live in a constant state of inflammation and we are constantly fighting that inflammation and that leads to this and then it leads to the next and it yeah. leads to the next. And when we should just be kind of taking self inventory on, you know, again, balance, I'm not saying don't ever have the Oreo cookie, but should we be having that for breakfast or dinner or what? Like exactly. we have to really take self inventory and that's hard. It I know is. that was really hard for me. I don't want to be told no. And right. that was what, one of the things I had fought since I was 15. You know, all of a sudden being told you have this chronic illness and you can't have birthday cake anymore. You can't have soda. Mm -hmm. You can't have Halloween candy. And it was like, really? Even if it's yourself, you can laugh at yourself. It's probably the best thing that you can laugh at. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I definitely laugh at myself. Oh, yeah. This just came to my mind. So my best friend's name is Caitlin, mm -hmm. and she lives back in Texas. So I was texting Caitlin, you know, for the past 
like, I don't know, week. Hey, girl, let's get together. Nothing back. And I was like, I got to see you. I miss you. And my messages got increasingly like weirder, like best friends do, you know, like it's not like. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, I mean, it was just getting weird, you know, and uh, I was like, oh, she she was like, hey, call me because I want to catch up, too. And I was like, "Okay." okay, so I called her. And then I realized I had been texting the wrong Caitlin. Oh, I had been texting somebody <laughs> who worked at one of the gyms where I work, which I also love that Caitlin. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't say anything weirder. Right. Than what I right. And so that one. I that is hilarious. Yes. Because you're like, whoops. And then you're like, how did that happen? Yeah. Too many Caitlin's. Too many Caitlin's. I think we've all done that. I think we've all sent the wrong, (laughs) you know, I think we're all human. It it happens. Oh, oh, cringe. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's totally cringe. Oh, yeah. So at least, yeah. Did did you talk to other Caitlin though? Or were you just like, oops, thought you were the other one? Well, I messaged her afterwards and I was like, so... I thought that you were my best friend and I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I just felt bad because I like called her like late at night, which right. would be kind of a weird thing to do for a coworker. Yeah. So, yeah. Oops. Sorry. Wrong, Caitlin. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was all good. It was truly all good. But my best friend thought that that was the best. Oh, thing. hilarious. It's like the sweet spot. It's a sweet spot because your ego... It's like if you imagine holding a load of laundry in mm-hmm. your arms, you could have 50 pieces of laundry with underwear and socks and, you know, and, and you know, you have 50 things. You cannot see all 50 things. Right. Right. So your ego gets out of the way and allows the divine to come in and do its also participate. It's understanding it's participation. Yeah. Without the ego sabotaging it. Yeah, which is a constant daily thing. So how do we it's how do human we kill experience. that? <laughs> it's the human experience, right? right? That's what it I is. believe is that everything is energy and the human experience is the ego, which we call a flight of judgment dragons. Right. Right. And if we and our and the judgment dragon the ego, the judgment dragons, they're not, they are part of they are the human experience. Because otherwise we're divine spirit and we, we don't need the ego telling us what's right, wrong, good, bad. Right. You know, all, all, the, so true. all the pieces of that. And so in a circle, we're able with 50, um, you could be saying, I want to be a loving mom. That could be one of your one of your living intentions. Well, being a loving mom isn't always uh, rainbows and sunshine and roses, right? And that wraps up the very first episode of Hold My Shovel podcast, where we tackled life's BS one dig at a time. A huge thank you to all of you wonderful listeners out there for tuning in and taking time on this first journey with me. We're only getting started here, and trust me, there's a lot more digging to do. And to my incredible guests who have shared their stories with me so far, their insight and their wisdom, thank you for bringing your shovels and letting me hold them while we navigate through life's heaps of, well, you know what. 
But hey, this special episode was just a teaser, guys. Starting next week, we're diving headfirst into other people's piles, full-length episodes, uncovering their stories, hearing the rest of the conversations, their struggles, and their triumphs. Each week, we are on a mission to unearth those remarkable tales that remind us we're not alone on this crazy journey called life. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and follow Hold My Shovel podcast wherever it is that you listen to yours. You don't want to miss the next deep dives ahead. But here's the exciting part. You, yes, you, you've got a story that's funny, heartfelt, epic, amazing, transformative, or just downright incredible. And guess what? Yeah, I want to hear it. Your voice matters. Your story matters and deserves to be heard. Be a guest here on the show and inspire others who might be navigating through their own piles. And remember, there is no pile too deep and there is no shovel too shiny for us to tackle together. So join me here next time on Hold My Shovel Podcast as we dig into the extraordinary tales of everyday life. Stay inspired, stay curious, and until next time, keep digging. Mm.